Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. So how was your week? Uh, I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day when I keep saying <laughs> this, but it's it's been busy as always. Um, celebrated Samantha's birthday yesterday, yeah. so that was that was nice. I had a, had a nice chill day. Uh, funny story that you'll get a kick out of. So there's a, a big outlet mall about an hour away from here out in Foley, Alabama. Mm -hmm. And I, I haven't been out there since I was probably a teenager. So we just went there, you know, do some shopping and whatnot. And then I hang the first right into the outlet and I see this sign and I brought me back to a discussion on this show. They have a play in talk. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. I know. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we've got to stop here. That store is really cool. I'd never been in one before, but they, they had a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah, I, I the only thing I don't like about those little standalone play-in talks is like, there's just, everything's so expensive. Yeah, that that is true. But I, I wish they had a little bit more in the gaming side of things, but if you want stuff like pop figures, if you want, um, like, statuettes, um anything like that they they have a pretty good amount of stuff so that was um that and uh we went to this place called uh, rodizio grill for dinner mm. where they serve you like family style oh yeah 
and <laughs> their food is so good. I fell into a meat coma whenever <laughs> we got home. So, um, other than that, uh, we, we worked a wedding last Saturday. Um, been playing a good amount of banjo kazooie. Uh, that's been what I've been playing for the most part whenever I've had time. And other than that, that's been pretty much it. Yeah, I didn't do too much this weekend. I did try to play uh, my Switch a little bit, and my left thumbstick has been drifting a little bit over the last week or so, and then yesterday it just quit working altogether. So had to order a new left uh, Joy-Con for the Switch. They were, I thought about getting the little thing. where They have those little $12... Uh, repair kits on Amazon that I was thinking about getting. I was like, you know what? I'd rather just spend an extra $8 and get a uh, working Joy-Con so I don't have to worry about it. They had some Super Mario Brothers Joy-Cons for 20 bucks, so I bought one. Nice. Yeah, I, had, uh, I haven't ordered a new Joy-Con in months because I've just been using the Pro Controller. Mm -hmm. uh, my left Joy-Con was unusable because the drifting was so bad. Yeah. But I, I prefer using the Pro Controller anyway. You know, I just set it up, like, on its stand and put it, like, on a little table and kick back on the couch and play that way. Yeah, I like to keep mine in handheld mode, so I don't get to use my Pro Controller all that much these days. I usually just use it in the handheld position on the couch. And then yesterday I was trying to play some Gems of War, and uh, it just wasn't even working. Like, the Joy-Con just did nothing. So I was like, well... Guess it's time to get a new one. I, I know we praise the Switch a lot, but though they got to work out if they're going to use Joy Cons for mm -hmm. the next system, they gotta they gotta get that figured out because <clears throat> yeah. I've heard too many horror stories about drifting. Yeah, they got to get that under control this next go around because that was just ridiculous. I did want to ask you. I know this doesn't have anything to do with video games, but did you watch the Loki finale? Yes, I did. Loki, that man. Loki is Ooh. the best, one of the best things Marvel has ever done, hands down. So I've I've liked Loki ever since the first Thor movie, but that show has made him, to me, top three character in the MCU. Just watching his Agreed. journey from that movie to the the final shot of that that season was so good. And I know Marvel's been a little bit down lately, but that. Uh, <laughs> That that show was really really good. Yeah, it. Um, if you haven't watched Loki, you're missing out on one of the best things Marvel has ever done. And that character arc of Loki, from you know the very first Avengers movie all the way to now, is one of the greatest character arcs of all time. And I know that uh, so Tom Hiddleston was on uh, Jimmy Fallon the other night, and he teased that he, the Loki character is being retired. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's, it's, he's going to be uh, fairly vital to what happens next, whatever uh, that may be. Chuck in the chat room says, there used to be a pretty nice used video game store further down in Foley near their historic drugstore. I don't know what that would be, but I would love yeah, to go to a I've never heard of that. used video game store. I'll have to look store. into that. And uh, yeah. Rampage in the chat room, so they got everybody's starting to file in, so strap Rampage. in. <laughs> Rampage! Strap in, everybody. It is time for our top five lists for this month. And this month, we pick top five most replayable games. And uh, we're going to go ahead and do ours first, and then we will read your list. So, Derek, 
Would you like to start us off with your top five most replayable games? I would love to, and I do want to shout out, I think this might be a record. We're about seven minutes into the show, and Rampage is already uh, trolling Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that might be a record. Uh, yes, yeah, so this was a fairly easy list to do. Uh, I did it probably inside of five minutes, and then went back and added some more honorable mentions. I could have had more, but I, I wanted to keep it at five. So you could call it like an unofficial top 10. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, these are my honorable mentions. Uh, Star Fox 64, of course, for the Nintendo 64. Loved the Super Nintendo game, but it was painstakingly hard, in my opinion. And Star Fox 64, it, it's on the easier side, but it has such great replayability because there's so many different paths you could take to get to the final boss. Yeah. You know, there are like three branches that you can go on, but you can hop between like the easy mode to medium to hard and vice versa. So that that's adds so much replayability. The controls are tight. They're easy to learn. Really, really love Star Fox 64. Uh, my other is Sonic Adventure. I know that Sonic Adventure 2 is probably a better game and is more popular, but I really love the storyline of Adventure, even though the the English dubbing is atrocious mm -hmm. and the graphics do not hold up. Mm -hmm. I still enjoy playing it. Um, Secret of Mana, this is one that I've replayed numerous times uh, for the Super Nintendo. I haven't played the PS4 remake yet. Um, I've heard very mixed things about it, so eventually I'll play it, but I'm, I'm good with also just kind of sticking to the, the mm -hmm. Super Nintendo version. Yeah. Uh, Ocarina of Time, some might be surprised that that's not on my top five list, but you'll know why in a bit. Um, you know, when this game came out, I was extremely hyped for it. I've, I've replayed it probably at least 20 to 30 times. Hmm. Wow. Between the N64 version <laughs> and the, you know, the DS version or the 3DS version and the numerous re-releases that it's had. And then my last honorable mention is Illusion of Gaia. I reviewed its spiritual prequel, uh, Soul Blazer, a few weeks ago. But mm -hmm. Illusion of Gaia is one of those random games that I picked up when I was a kid. Fell in love with the storyline. I love that it used um, real-life historic locations like the Great Wall of China, um, the ancient Incan ruins, the pyramids in Egypt. But the storyline, it has that kind of like old exploration mm -hmm. kind of feel to it. And again, the story is just so compelling to me that it just kept drawing me back. Don't you love it when that happens, when you just pick up a random game and it ends up being one of your favorite games ever? Yeah, if we ever do a most underrated games list, this is absolutely going to be on my list. Mm -hmm. But moving into uh, the top five, my number five is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Some might be surprised that it's that low, but... I was much more of a Nintendo fan than I was a Sega fan. Yeah, I knew what I was going like... to end up at your number one spot. I think we all know what's going to end up <laughs> yeah. at your number one yeah. spot. Yeah, y'all are going to hate me even more when I explain how many times I've played <laughs> through that game. But um, yeah, Sonic 2 is still to this day the best Sonic game ever made. I don't know that anything will ever top it. And part of the reason why I've replayed it so many times is because as a kid, I could never beat it. Mm-hmm. I played through it so many times and I would get to like the next to last zone and would just hit a wall and never be able to finish it. 
and then I finally did. And that was like a huge gaming accomplishment for me. So I've I've played I played Sonic 2 quite a bit. That that's the same with my number 2 on my list. The only reason I played the damn game so many times was I never could beat it as a kid. Right. But uh we all got to witness you beating that game. Mm-hmm. Not to spoil what it is, but <laughs> well they they know. They know. The the listeners know. Uh, number four is actually a game that I'm playing through again right now, Banjo-Kazooie for the N64. Of course, it's been re-released on Xbox Live Arcade, Rare Replay. Um, I think this game was a little ahead of its time when it came out because I know Super Mario 64 gets a lot of credit for putting 3D platforming on the map. But I truly think Banjo-Kazooie is the best 3D platformer of that era. Yeah. Because of the variety of stages you could go through, all the different moves you could learn, like there was, there were new things to discover as you were going through it, and you had everything from your haunted mansions to uh, deserts to um, frozen mountaintops that you could explore, and the humor is so great. Like Rare is so good at putting that British style humor in <laughs> video games, but they make it relatable to american audiences too yeah. well nintendo so, laid the groundwork with super mario 64 and said here is how everything works in a 3d world and then rare just does what rare does and perfects it mm-hmm. my number three is earthbound of course known as mother 2 in japan another one of those random games that i picked up and i can still remember the giant box it came in because mm-hmm. it came with the strategy guide and it it has this weird like quirky style of humor that I didn't really appreciate until I became an adult. It's basically Japan's making fun of Western culture, <laughs> but in a funny way. Yeah. Um, it's a very long game, uh, at least in my opinion, it's it's pretty long because of the amount of places you have to go visit, the backtracking you got to do. But it's really about a journey of friendship, and it's something that you know, is almost like a movie. It plays out like a movie in its own way, and it really follows that that hero's journey of Ness, who starts out as just an ordinary kid and finds out he's destined to save the world. Yeah. And that was really appealing to me. But uh, my number two, uh, this shouldn't come as much of a surprise, but it's Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. I remember getting the Super Nintendo as a late birthday gift because it came out like two weeks after my birthday. And I loved Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3. But from the moment that I started playing this game with that catchy jingle at the beginning, Mm -hmm. I knew I was in for a, a great experience. And I became obsessed with finding all the different stages because that was almost unheard of in games around that time where you would have like hidden pathways. I know you had the warp zone in like Mario one, two, and even three, Mm. but that's you basically like skipping worlds to go ahead. But, but these are like new areas on a map that you had to find like a secret route in order to get to. And that even after, if you beat Bowser before you find like the star road or the special zone, it just adds more to it whenever you do go through those stages. And then, of course, you know, when you beat the special zone, the whole world has changed. Like, everything has this kind of autumn kind of look to it. 
and it it almost is like you're playing a a new game mm-hmm. with a new look. So, is there anything more nostalgia triggering than to turn that game on and you hear ding that little coin thing, and then the music kicks in? Like it just instantly takes me back. And what's cool is whenever you're playing the uh, the Nintendo Switch Online and you go to the Super Nintendo section, it's little loading screen when the Super Nintendo logo pops up. It does that coin jingle. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so cool. Uh, so any guess as to what my number one is? Have no idea what this could be. No, <laughs> none, none, no idea whatsoever. <laughs> uh, it is, of course, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. I loved the original, but Man, when I played Link to the Past for the first time, like I almost knew back then that it was going to be my favorite video game of mm-hmm. all time. I can't tell you how many times I've played through it as a kid on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I I got rid of all my Super Nintendo gaming stuff, and I, I still regret it to this day. But the game did come out for Game Boy Advance. And I'm like, oh, this is my chance to play it again. (laughs) No lie, I would play through that game for a good, like, six or seven years. I would do a full playthrough twice a year. Wow. (laughs) That should tell you how much I like that game. That's dedication. So that's... And, you know, the first time I made it through and I found all the heart pieces and then beat Ganon, it was just like, it was such a... It was such a cool accomplishment, you know, that like, mm-hmm. you have those games that, yeah, you can beat them, but it's one other thing to find everything and then beat it. It was just a crazy type of game to like, it was long as that game was, you know, you, you, fin- you think you're done and then there's a whole nother world to go to. That was just mind bending. Especially those early dungeons. It's like I have the map just embedded into my brain yeah (laughs) like i could visualize like going through hyrule castle for the first time you know whenever it's all stormy and everything you Mm -hmm. have to save zelda from the dungeon like i can visualize the exact like quickest route to take yeah you're making me want to play it again i'm i'm tempted to (laughs) i wouldn't blame you if you did i still have my save files from when i was a kid on the game my very first time i played it and beat it i still have that save file oh that's so cool i hate that i got rid of all my my super nintendo stuff back in the day i'm glad i didn't i still have most of my stuff and luckily that stuff survived uh hurricane katrina my boxes for the games didn't but my actually games and game systems made it through Oh, good. Um, and now onto my list, and I have the, I, I I saw you put five honorable mentions. I was like, thank God, because I have a lot <laughs> I want to add on here too. There's a lot of games that should have ended on this, ended up on this list, but there's not enough room. So I had to. This was a tough one to do. Uh, for my first honorable mention is of course Doctor Mario, one of the games I still play to this day. Um, infinitely replayable. I mean, people love Tetris. I love Tetris, but for my money, Dr. Mario is way better than Tetris, I think. Well, I think you have to have a little more strategy too, because of the different like colored ends of the, the pills that fall down. Like it, it adds a whole dynamic to it. 
But as far as time waster games, that that's my absolute favorite one of all time. Uh, and the next one is, of course, Punch Out. Whether it be regular Punch Out or Mike Tyson's Punch Out, I can still go back to that game at any time, play it, and still have as much fun now as I did as a kid. That is absolutely one of the most perfect games ever made. Yeah, that's one of those that, like, it's an NES classic. Oh, yeah. And I I was only able to beat, not even Mike Tyson, it was uh, Mr. Dream, um, that I was eventually able to beat him. But I haven't been able to do it since. Like, it's just, I don't know how I did it as a kid. I must have just played it until my knuckles bled uh, to get past him. But I only did it one time and was never able to do it again. Uh, and the next one is, of course, Castlevania. I still play it to this day. I just played it for Halloween. Um, one of the few games I can still beat on a regular basis. And I just love it. I love Castlevania. Uh, next one is, of course, Star Tropics. W- w- one, probably my favorite game for the Nintendo. I, I, when this game first came out, I played the crap out of this game. I had the Nintendo Powers. There were two issues in Nintendo Power that this game spanned over, and I just love it. Another one of those games, kind of like uh, uh, Earthbound, where it was all about uh, Amer- geared towards Americans. And it wasn't like they were making you know making fun of us, but they're like, "What do Americans like? Oh, they like baseball and yo-yos, and they put all that in the game." And uh, it's got a cool story to it. If you've never played it, I definitely recommend playing Star Tropics. And of course, my last honorable mention, I wanted to put this one on the list, but there's another one that I have I tend to go to more than this one, but Super Mario World for the SNES. And uh, there's nothing else I can say about it more than what you've already said. It's one of the most perfect video games of all time, especially Mario games, and I can always go back to it at any time. Absolutely. And now for my official top five list. At the number five spot, my, this one didn't land as high for me as it did for you, but Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. I've played through it not quite as many times as you have, but I have played through it quite a few times uh, growing up. I still go back to it and, and play it every once in a while. I don't ever play it to finish it, but I'll play it and you know get a couple hours into it and be like, all right, that you know satiates my <laughs> Link to the Past uh, appetite, but I still love going back and playing it. And this is one, I almost switched this one out for Dr. Mario, but Mass Effect 2. I haven't played it since the 360 days, but back then I must have played through it three or four times in a row, like just back to back, and it was one of the only games I've ever played every bit of um, downloadable content, and I 100%ed everything in that game i got i mined all the planets there was literally nothing left for me to do in that game by the time i was done with it that's impressive because i was never able to do that i i remember when this game came out you know like mass effect one was so good they were like how is this going to be better Mm -hmm. and they were able to do it mass effect 2 is still so good i would go back and play it right now um, and my number three spot, this is the one that knocked out Super Mario World, but Super Mario Brothers 3. I still go back and play it. It's still one of my favorite video games of all time. I mean, you look around my room in here, if you could see, there's just Super Mario Brothers 3 stuff. It's like Super Mario Brothers 3 threw up in here. 
Uh, it's just all over the place. And I love it. I can't help it. I, I know it. I flip-flop between uh, 3 and Super Mario World as my favorite Mario games, but 3 always seems to inch it out. And that's the one I always seem to go back to more often. For those that may not remember, in one of the first episodes of the show we did, we actually did a debate on mm-hmm. which game is better. But I don't think either of us really won. It was just... <laughs> You grew up with Mario 3, yeah. I grew up with Mario World, and that's really what edges it out. But to me, they are the two best Mario games ever made. Absolutely. Uh, at my number two is, of course, Ninja Gaiden for the NES. Uh, same thing with you uh, when you were talking about, uh, what was it, um, the one you couldn't beat? But Oh, Sonic uh, 2. Oh, yeah, Sonic 2. Um, it was the one game I couldn't beat as a kid. I, it took me 30 years to beat that game. And I, I think there's still a highlight on uh, maybe my YouTube page or my Twitch page of me actually beating that game. And it took 30 years to do it. And I can still beat it pretty regularly. I still play it all the time. It's one of those comfort games that I go to, even though it's, you know, controller throwing agony <laughs> with that game. But there's just something about it. I don't know what it is. It's, it's just one of the best NES games ever made. I thought this might land at your number one, but I knew it wouldn't be lower than two. But I'm not surprised at your number one. But anybody that knows me knows how much I love Resident Evil 2. I love the original. I love the remake. The original I played on the N64. I had it for the Nintendo 64, and I must have played through that game probably 30 or 40 times. And just back to back to back, just, I mean, not all at once, but, you know, over the course of months, maybe a year or two, where I just played that game over and and I could play it from beginning to end in just a couple of hours. Like, I just, I knew the ins and outs of that game. And then when the remake came out, I've played through it two or three times. I almost started another playthrough the other day just because I got the itch to play through it. But I think Resident Evil 2 is probably... Uh, my most replayable game I've ever had. And that, that shows you the replayability of those games is that years later, you still every now and then you're like, man, I could go for some yeah. resident evil two, or I could go for some Ninja Gaiden or super Mario world or link yeah. to the past. That's, that's the mark of a replayable game. And that's the thing. The original resident evil two doesn't quite hold up these days, especially with those tank controls and, um, it's just, it's rough, but man, that remake is just chef's kiss. Like as far as remakes go, it's one of the best remakes ever, ever made. That's a really good list that you came up with. I like that a lot. And, uh, before we go into your top five list, I want to tell everybody that nerd cave retro is proudly sponsored by our mobile game partner, globe glider. And if you like action adventure platforms, Globe Glider is for you. Making a donation to the game using our partnership is quick and easy. Just simply hit the donate button and select Nerd Cave Retro as your referral partner and you will unlock sweet in-game prizes like an exclusive Nerd Cave Retro cape. So download Globe Glider today on the App Store or Google Play. And before we go into your reviews, Derek, would you like to go through our Patreon shoutouts? Absolutely. We want to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. 
Another shout out to our newest patron, Yup Fed, aka Knife, James, aka at Jimbo Jr. on Discord, Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B Res Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, aka I am the Rampage. Rampage. Each. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mr. Joey Image, and of course, Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Mama Diamond. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much. <laughs> for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the nerd cave retro podcast for as little as a dollar a month. That's like half as cheap as gas station coffee. Yeah. I know. Cause I got some the other day and it was like <laughs> three bucks for the small cup. Yeah. A dollar it's a insane. month is nothing. You can find a dollar and change in like the parking lot over the course of a month. I know, especially if you know you live in an apartment complex, yeah. you could you can make a lap and you can find a dollar's worth of change. Yeah, go check the change but, in the uh, the 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 by the washer and dryer. I'm sure there's some quarters in there. Throw them our yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. You get early access to our monthly commentary tracks, or you know, occasionally we do just extra episodes, but for the most part, we do commentary tracks. And I know we're we're already halfway through November. So we got to figure out what what we're going to do for November. I know. Um, Good Lord, what's happening? I know it's it's insane, but uh, yeah. So last month, uh, Wally and Joey joined us to do a commentary track for the original Scream movie, which was one of the most fun tracks that I think we've done Mm -hmm. uh, since we've been doing it. But we've also done uh, Batman 89, Transformers, the movie, uh, animated shows like Gargoyles, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, Real Ghostbusters. The list is near endless on what we've done. So if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And for new patrons, send us your social media info, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And starting off with emails, we have Mr. Armez Jackson, who writes in with his honorable mentions are Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, GTA 3, Tetris, Mario Kart series, all except the first one. Oh, man, that hurts. Why is it not the first one? I will say, to be fair, it doesn't hold up as good as the other ones. I know, but it's still fun to play. It is. It is. And Super Mario Bros. 3, and then for his actual top five list, 
Number five, Batman Arkham Asylum. I almost put that this one on my list because I played this through at least three or four times. The game's so good. Yeah, Arkham Asylum's great. Uh, at four, Dr. Mario. Three, Need for Speed Underground. Two, uh, two Splinter Cell Conviction. And at number one, Super Mario World. Yeah, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow is a really good one. Hmm. I played Yellow a lot. I'm sure we'll see those a lot on the yeah, list Yeah, I think so too. Let's see. Oh, Rampage says in the chat, uh, let's see. Jess MG says Christmas Vacation or a Christmas Story for commentary tracks. Ooh. I think we did Christmas Vacation last year. I think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. A Christmas Story would be fun. I w I'm up for that. I love a Christmas Story. Go shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah, I was about to say, I just hope <laughs> I don't shoot my eye out while we're doing it. Uh, next up, we have, of course, Mike Eveland, Mr. B. Res Coffee himself. I did a series for a couple of these. Otherwise, one through four would be Mass Effect games. <laughs> uh, number or His honorable mentions are Skyrim, Super Mario World, Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time. The Nintendo games would probably rank higher if I enjoyed uh, played on the Switch as much as I did the Xbox. Number five, Fable. Mm. I would really love to mark this as the whole series, but unfortunately it gets diminishing returns with every sequel. Number five, Knights of the Old Republic or KOTOR, the granddaddy of them all. Great game. Uh, number three, the Fallout series. Two, the Dragon Age series. I still have not played through all the different variations of those uh, stories. Can't wait for the new one. And number one, the Mass Effect series, including Andromeda, you haters. Hey, if you like it, that, you know, more for you. I'll, I'll give you my, my copy of Andromeda. You can have it. Then more for you. <laughs> <laughs> and over on Facebook, we got from Jeff Miller. He says, I cheated and did three because they are all a series. Uh, number three, Zelda 1 and 2. Zelda 2 is awesome game, by the way. Wink face emoji. Uh, I'll give you uh, all the Zelda 2s. You can have them. Uh, more for you. <laughs> uh, Dragon At number two, Dragon Warrior 1 through 3. Uh, and that's something I need to, I really want to review soon is Dragon Warrior for the NES. Um, one of the games I got with uh, when I resubscribed to Nintendo Power back in like 1990, it came with a free copy of Dragon Warrior. And I've never really played it. Like I've played maybe 10 minutes of it. Uh, and yeah, I haven't played a minute of a Dragon Warrior game, yeah, but I need to change that. I really should. And at number one, Castlevania GBA Collection. Uh, and he says, love the podcast, guys. Keep it up. I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, the, the, um, the Castlevania Game Boy games are good, the Game Boy Advance ones. Yeah. I, they just dropped game another Boy one uh, on the Switch Online for the, uh, the Game Boy. They dropped another Castlevania. I don't remember which one it was, though. Yeah, the Game Boy Advance was great. It was basically like a portable Super Nintendo. Yeah. That's why I loved it so much. Uh, from Josh Hartman, man, this is hard. Games we personally love to play or just addictive. I'll kind of combine. Number five, Final Fantasy VII. It's my favorite game of all time, and I'll go through it at least once every two years. Number four, Vampire Survivors. Hmm. I just can't quit it. Three, Ring Fit for Switch. At least <laughs> twice a week, I play this. It's a. Um, ROG Battle System Workout Game. I hmm. love it. Wow. I've never heard of that game. I haven't either. Hmm. Uh, number two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 for 360. So many hours, 
so many <laughs> hours. And now again, since the servers are back, <laughs> I never played uh, much of the Call of Duty games, but man, I know people oh, that I did like it was like a religion yeah. to them. Me and my buddy Joe, that's all we did for like a year was play Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. It was just nonstop. I mean, as that, that was like me with Halo. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Halo, the Halo series is Josh's number one. I love the first one so much, I beat it on every difficulty <laughs> setting many times, plus LAN parties with our mm -hmm. multiple Xboxes. But then I got Xbox Live when it came out, then Halo 2, then 3. Those online matchmaking games were the best. I love it and love that I can still play it on the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, especially with Halo 3 mm -hmm. when I got Xbox Live because I felt forced to because i was tired of getting the crap beat out of me by my friends when we would play uh but yeah, that's what we would do on friday and saturday nights is you know everybody would come over to to my house you know when i still live with my parents and that's what we would do friday and saturday nights is order pizza mm -hmm. and play halo 3 man i miss land parties those land parties me and wally used to have with all of our friends we would get together on the weekends like saturday night bring tvs over to Pick someone's house to bring your TV and your Xbox 360 over and just have a living room full of TVs facing away from one another, trying to keep each other from cheating. It was, ah, it was shit talking and pizza, and it was awesome. <laughs> uh, if we were to do those now, I would put a giant sign on the door that says no screen watching. Yeah. <laughs> and put like the giant circle with a line through it. Because, man, you'd test some friendships if you got caught screen watching. Oh, yeah. There, there would be some fist fights in the yard <laughs> because of cheating. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, now we're going to jump over to Discord. And if uh, we, have, we have a top five submissions tab on Discord. So if you're not a member of our Discord, just head over to NerdCaveRetro.com. That is our link tree. And I have a Discord button there that will take you right to our Discord. It's a never-ending invite, and it will take you right in. We'll welcome you with open arms, and you can uh, hang out with us all day in our uh, Discord server. Up first, we have Mr. Joey Image, uh, who was with us on the Scream commentary for this month. Uh, he says, my top five most replayed games. Who could have thought this one? Days Gone, 14 playthroughs on PS4 slash 5, and one on PC. He's a madman. He should have put Days Gone PS4 as his number one. Yeah. Yes, then five. Days Gone on PC as his number two. <laughs> and that would have been so great. Uh, and then, of course, World of Warcraft. Been playing since original beta in April 2004. I almost put World of Warcraft on mine because I did spend so many years playing it, but I haven't touched it since, like, 2015. Um, and then NES Rygar. Can't even count how many times I've played through this. NES Contra. C. Rygar, and GTA 5, six playthroughs between PlayStation and PC. I got GTA 5 about two years ago, and I started playing through it. I never could finish it. I just, something about it. The, those open world GTA games are just a little too much for me these days. Like, I just get bored. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I, I agree with Rampage in the chat. He said, I need to add Halo to my honorable mentions. Mm. I just realized I didn't do that either. I didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Yeah. It, I, it, I should have put um, Halo 3 on mine because that, that was the one I played the most between yeah. K 
campaign and and multiplayer. Oh, I think the original one for me probably. Let's see. Next up, we have Morley three sixteen from our amazing Discord. His honorable mentions: Final Fight, Happy Days from My Youth, Wasted in Arcades, Then at Home. I love that. Game. Bioshock, finished numerous times on numerous consoles, and Super Mario World had hmm. to complete all ninety six levels. Yeah, that's that's a feat <laughs> for that to happen. Uh, Gears of War: The reason for purchasing an Xbox three sixty. Still love the series to this day. Additions like Horde Mode keep you coming back in the later games. SNES Mario Kart, he notes perfection. Mm -hmm. Street Fighter 2, arcade to SNES and basically any console I have owned, this is a a must purchase. Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Mm. the reason I purchased a PS2, absolute goat of a (laughs) game, and the music is as good as the gameplay. I am yet to start the new definitive version, though. Speaking of the new GTA, GTA 6 is supposed to be a return to Vice City, so they might have me with that. Yeah, when I found that out, I'm like... <laughs> they try, Rockstar trying to take my money. Yep. And then uh, Final Fantasy 7, if it was available on a console I owned, I will have purchased it and completed it. We'll never grow tired of this game and still keep finding new things and... Uh, material combinations after all these years. I still, I like the uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm still excited about Part Two that's going to be coming soon. That that might be the thing that gets me to purchase a PS5 to play that and Spider Man Two. I want to play Spider Man Two in the worst kind of way because that first game was <laughs> one of the best games to come out in a long so time. Good. Um, let's see. We n- next we have Raven Ghostpaw, whose honorable mentions are Final Fantasy. Uh, what number is that? Uh, that is fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> Stupid Roman numerals. Uh, <laughs> uh, Super Mario three, and uh, now my list at number five: Bolt Gun, Killing Damon Filth feels so good. What is Bolt? Is that that new shooter that they call a boomer shooter? You know, Maybe there's a Let whole genre of games they're calling uh, quote boomer shooters now because they're like they're set, they're almost like playing Doom. Uh, well, it came out in May of this year. Yeah, I think that's so. It. Yeah, I think you might be right. I'm, I'm gonna have to check that out. Uh, number four, Breath of Fire three, three any of the Mega Man games, not X seven. Uh, two Final Fantasy six. Wow, somebody coming in with a, a a different Final Fantasy game other than seven. Uh, and then number one, uh, Man After Your Own Heart, Secret of Mana, SNES, and Remaster. One of these days, I'm going to play that remaster. But yeah, Secret of Mana is a, it's so good. Next up, we have I Am the Rampage. Rampage. His honorable mentions are Final Fight. Earthworm Jim 1 and 2. Those games were so fun. Yeah. Uh, Street Fighter 3 and Rising Hell. His uh, Now moving into his top five list, number five, Metroid Fusion. Great game. Uh, let's see. How did he number them this way? I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to assume this goes from five to one. Uh, number four, Super Mario World. Number three, Sonic 2. Number two, Double Dragon Neon. I remember him talking about that a while back. I knew that was probably going to end up on his list because he loves that game. 
And uh, the last entry on his list is Mega Man X. Nice. Which is a really fun game that I like a lot. Uh, next, we have Mr. Brandon Rutledge, who, uh, let's see, his honorable mention, good Lord, <laughs> he's got like 50 honorable mentions on here. Uh, let's see. Well, let's start his wife's unofficial list based on how well I know her. Five through two in any order. Bomberman, Super Mario World, Breath of the Wild, and Pac-Man 2. Yes, she's the one person in this world who actually likes this game, LOL. Uh, Number one, Minecraft. She has spent countless hours exploring and creating new worlds on a regular basis, also guides and makes fun of me when I play with her. Um, and then his honorable mentions are Battleship for the NES. Still have his copy, and it still works. Greatly translates the board game with weapon variety for extra fun. I don't remember Battleship for the NES. I don't either. Uh, and up next, Final Fantasy X. Even though this is my most favorite game of all time, it did not, did not make the list. Replaying the opening parts is fun and intense every time. Worms Armageddon. Pure chaos and great comedy, especially when a worm with the drill sergeant accent yells out, I'll kick your ass when they take damage. Uh, Most WWE games released in the 2010s, mainly any of the 2K games released before that, uh, embarrassment of 2K20. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Trilogy on Xbox 360. Many hours playing online and love the story spanning through all three games. Street Fighter franchise, especially Alpha 2. Third Strike, and Ultra Street Fighter. Four, what fighting game fan doesn't like Street Fighter? And his last honorable mention is Poker Night at the Inventory 2. Nothing like playing poker from with Sam from Sam and Max, Claptrap from Borderlands, Brock from Venture Brothers, and Ash from Evil Dead, with GLaDOS from Portal as the dealer. What is this nonsense? I have no idea. That sounds all, like a show I want to watch right there. Well, to steal a quote from Ash, that sounds groovy. Yeah. Uh, and for his official list, number five, Super Smash Brothers for Wii, uh, for Wii U. Definitely addicted to oh, that wow. one board game mode. Wow, somebody coming okay. with a dark horse Wii U wow. game. Uh, <laughs> I, it's not a bad game. Like, there's not a bad Smash Brothers game. No. I I remember unlocking everything in that game in two days because it came out during a time in which I was unemployed, so I had plenty of time. Awesome. <laughs> uh, number four, Final Fantasy IX. Is that nine? Mm-hmm. IX. Yep. I love reliving the first two hours of this game. The music, the characters, the locations, I love it all. Number three, Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. I have played this more times than any other beat-em-up game in existence. Two, Rock Band 3. I've had countless jam sessions with friends when I was in my 20s. And at number one, Kingdom Hearts, both original and 1.5 Final Mix. I love replaying the beginning from Dive into the Heart to Traverse Town, yet I find myself getting super far into the game on every replay. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts, especially that first game, is it's excellent. I like that list. A lot of uh, a lot of dark horses. I even yeah. like the the honorable mentions, especially with the the WWE games. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, 2K20 was, oof, it was bad. Yeah, and I just noticed that Bethany Fox, our uh, community manager, didn't get his list in because um, he was asking me what, uh, uh, is it, he was asking me about what the criteria was, but then he never came back with a list. So, Bethany, get that to us, and uh, we'll we'll put it in next week's show as an yeah. add-on. Yeah, for sure. 
And last but not least, we have our official fact checker, Mr. Wally Phelps. Hmm. I had to think really hard about what games I remember playing a lot, but the OG Pac-Man, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Tetris, Rock Band 4, and of course, Fortnite. Yeah. I knew Fortnite <laughs> was going to be on this list, oh, and Rock Band, because I know he's talked about yeah. I how think, big of a fan of Rock Band he is. I think Wally has spent roughly $50,000 on uh, songs for Rock Band, so that had to be on it. I'm surprised that wasn't at number one. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it should have just been his number one Rock Band, two <laughs> Fortnite, three Rock Band, four <laughs> Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, and I'm surprised he didn't put Halo on there because we, you know, we always did the the land parties with Halo, and those were fun. Uh, th- what a great time in gaming that was! Yeah, those land parties. But that brings us to the end of our list, and since we have time, we're going to talk about a little announcement that happened this week. Let me let me play our news here. <laughs> start us off here with the uh the thing so from ign nintendo and sony teaming up to make live action legend of zelda movie so do you let that sink in (laughs) let that sink in for a minute nintendo and sony teaming up to make live action legend of zelda movie so considering what nintendo did to sony in the 1994 or 1995 uh, what was it, E3, where they were supposed to announce the, the Nintendo PlayStation and then Nintendo yanked the rug out from under Sony. Do you think Sony's going to be like, okay, time for a little revenge, and they're going to go ahead and make this movie and then yank it out from under Nintendo before they release it and be like, we're not putting it out. Are they going to pull a Warner Brothers? Yeah, and just <laughs> shelf it. <laughs> well, you know, they actually retracted the the Coyote versus Acme I saw thing, that. Because... I'm sure somebody would have leaked the movie. Oh, I'm if sure. If they would have stuck with that. That's that was that was too good of a premise to to keep locked up. When are they going to fire but, that Zaslav guy cuz he is just he is a super villain. Uh, he, among other things <laughs> that I won't that I won't say on the show. Yeah. But uh yeah, back to the article. Nintendo is finally making a live action Legend of Zelda movie after years of hopes and months of rumors. The news was shared in an official post to Nintendo investors with few details. The film is being produced by Nintendo Shigeru Miyamoto and A.V. Arid, chairman of Arid Productions and former founder and CEO of Marvel Studios. He has been credited as a producer on numerous successful films over the years, most recently including Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse, No Way Home, Far From Home, and Homecoming. He's also worked on upcoming films, including Craven the Hunter and the Borderlands movie. The Maze Runner director Wes Ball is set to direct, and Sony Pictures Entertainment will handle theatrical distribution in addition to co-financing the movie with Nintendo. Deadline Hollywood, meanwhile, reports that Jurassic World writer Derek Connolly is writing the script. Mm. Well, hold that thought. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Of course, you know, rumors have been running rampant about this for for months really ever since the mario movie came out and was successful it seemed like the natural progression to go with a a zelda movie what what are your thoughts because you you know i'm gonna have a lot to say about it so i'll let you go first honestly i'm 
I don't know why they're going live action. Honestly, I would prefer it to be uh, CGI animated, but look like, you know, Breath of the Wild or whatever. Like that kind of, the way that world feels, like, you know, that kind of almost Pixar-ish like world that it would be. Um, if they do a live action, I, I just hope that they can really nail what Hyrule feels like. And of course they're going to have to, they're going to have to be spot on with, uh, whoever they, um, whoever they pick to be Link and Zelda and whoever else is going to be in the story. But they've got, they've got some work on their hands as far as, uh, you know, who they're going to get to play these parts. Well, Miyamoto even came out and said that they know that expectations are going to be high for this movie, and there's already hate for it, and there hasn't even been a script yet. Yeah, because... I mean, I, I, I'm not hating on it. I'm just, I'm just saying it's kind oh, of. No, I'm not weird, saying you are. It's just a weird choice to go with live action because you really are inviting, like that. It's going to be a tough thing to do. Make this live action. Yeah, and. and tidbit retro says i'm Mm -hmm. stunned they're going live action when you factor in the disaster that was the 93 mario movie versus the incredible success of the new one i'm just wondering is it gonna be child link and zelda or is it gonna be teenage link and zelda or adult link and it's like i don't know if you do a cartoon it doesn't really matter you know so there are two thoughts that i have it's like my brain is fighting with each other. Like there's the side that I'm thinking what they should do. Yeah. And then what I think they're going to do. I feel like I'm in the minority that I'm actually okay with them going live action. I think they have a chance. Now it's, I agree with you a hundred percent that they have much less room for error Mm -hmm. with going live action, but we've seen it done with Lord of the Rings being able to capture that type of fantasy world, but they're going to have to make it different enough where it's not perceived as a Lord of the Rings ripoff. Yeah. There's a couple of things that I am concerned with. What story are they going to tell? Yeah. Are they going to come up with an original story? Are they going to adapt one of the games? If they adapt a game, I think the safe bet is to either just adapt the original or link to the past or just do, yeah, uh, do something maybe just like the original game where it's a very simple story, very simple plot and just keep it simple and let that be the basis to where if it does do well and it comes out really good, then you spread out and you, the sequels, you can do whatever you want. You could do Ocarina of Time, you know, whatever you wanted to do. Just make sure you nail it if you're going to do it live action. Just, this is going to be a hard, <laughs> hard thing to do for Nintendo and Sony. Would you have Link Talk? Rarely. <laughs> I would keep him pretty silent. I think you're going to have to give him, if it's not Navi from Ocarina of Time, I think you have to to give him some kind of companion Mm -hmm. that speaks for him. Yeah. That way, when he does talk, it's 
an impactful moment. Yes. I also think, it, let's just say hypothetically, they're going to adapt the original game. I would not have Ganon be the villain. I would have it be Ganondorf mm-hmm. in human form. And then like an Ocarina of Time is like a desperation is when he transforms into Ganon. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to be much more budget friendly if you have a human actor for the most part. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be at least three years before, maybe two years before we even see a trailer for this thing. So it's, it's one that I am very cautious about. And if it, uh, if it turns out great, you know, I'll sing its praises. If it's not great, then you'll probably see me the angriest that you've ever seen me on the show. <laughs> uh, Tidbit Retro in the chat says, uh, will Link get a stunt casting like Chris Pratt with Mario? No, Rampage, Chris Pratt is not going to be Link. But <laughs> I will fly to Japan, and I will protest outside Nintendo's headquarters. If that I honestly think they should go completely unknown actors. That's, there that's are jokes already, do. because it's Sony that's making it, saying that Tom Holland is going to be Link. I like Tom Holland. Yeah. And I like Link, but I do not like the choice of Tom Holland as Link. Yeah. That that's just Tom Holland has become a name at this point. Yeah. And I love his Spider-Man. Plus but he's I, already, I think you he, got to go He's already been on, he, He's already been um uh, what's his name from Nathan Uncharted? Drake. Yeah, Nathan Drake. So he's he's had his video game movie. Yeah. It's time to move on. Honestly, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that I would cast as Link. Uh, (laughs) Shut up, Rampage. (laughs) Uh, Did you see today they're making a Garfield movie with Chris Pratt as the voice of Garfield? Yeah, I haven't watched the trailer yet. First off, why is Chris Pratt doing the voice of Garfield? And number two, why are we getting a Garfield? Who gives a crap about Garfield now? This ain't 1988. I know, like, don't get me wrong, I love the Garfield and Friends cartoon, I like reading the comic strips, but is there any demand for a Garfield movie? I mean, is there anybody under the age of 30 who even knows who Garfield is at this point? Like, I like lasagna and I hate Mondays minus doing the show as much (laughs) as the next guy, but yeah, I, I just, I have no interest in seeing a Garfield movie. Yeah, me neither. That was... That was one of my favorite lines in Zombieland right before Bill Murray dies and someone <laughs> has him, do you have any regrets? Oh, I don't know. Garfield, Garfield maybe. maybe. <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> uh, and on that note, let's go ahead and get out of here. So anything going on with the Derek Diamond experience before we leave? Yeah, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, uh, I chatted with Johnny Gioelli, who is the lead vocalist of Hardline and Crush 40. Crush 40 wrote a majority of the vocal tracks in the modern Sonic games. Uh, so go check that out. Great chat with him. I uh, got a lot of good feedback, got a lot of new subscribers from YouTube because of it, um, which was really cool. And then this week I released uh, top five movies from the Marvel cinematic universe. Oh yeah. So you can go check that out. Uh, linktree.com slash D diamond podcast. Oh, they're coming out with all the stuff that they could reboot with Chris Pratt in the chat room. Alf with Chris Pratt. <laughs> No. I just don't, I don't want to see an ALF reboot, period. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I kill me! Nobody wants to see that anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, and on the Open Micers podcast, go follow us at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. We've had some really good guests over the last couple of months, so if you haven't listened, 
you got a lot of catching up to do. And um, so uh, some of our best episodes have been within the last month or two. So go check us out at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. So Derek, is that everything before we leave here tonight? I think so. Well, let's walk out the door. If you want to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Nerdcaveretro.com is our brand new updated link tree that includes all of our social media, of course, our Discord invite. You just click that button and it takes you straight to our Discord, a never-ending invite right there on nerdcaveretro.com. And if you don't want to join our Patreon, you can go just give us some money through PayPal or Cash App, whichever you prefer. Just say, hey, we like you guys. Here's some money. And also, ncrmerch.com. You can get our T-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever your nerdy little heart desires. And if you can't do any of that, at least leave us a review or a five-star rating on all podcasting platforms. Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yes. I love the power glove. It's so bad. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. Hey, Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.